Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Well, this is disappointing. I was all ready to come in here today and be all fired up that the Sacramento Kings went down to Staples.Crypto Arena and smoked the Lakers in their own building. And you got De'Aaron Fox telling Laker fans to shut the F up and sit their ass down, which is great. Um, But then the news happened. Yeah. And according to Bob Nightingale from USA Today and several reports since then, the A's relocation vote uh, happened and the MLB owners voted unanimously to greenlight the A's move from Oakland to Las Vegas. So it's not like official official sign seal delivered it's done done but it is um what was the first and goal at the one was the the phrase right <laughs> yes first and goal at the one first and goal at the one was the phrase this is like first and goal at the one but then there was a uh offsides and now it's half the distance to the goal and it's like first and goal at the half yard line because the commissioner is backing this the owners unanimously backed it and the the only the only people on on Oakland's side here, and it's not even really Oakland's side, it's a anti Las Vegas side, is the Nevada teachers, uh, stadium schools over stadiums, I believe, is the organization. Yep, that's aiming to get this funding that the A's need from the state uh, on the ballot. So that's kind of where this is uh, this is at. And if it, if the funding goes to goes to a ballot, goes to a vote, where the voters get to decide if this funding goes to the A's, it's a very unpopular thing and it will very likely get struck down, at which point the A's would at least momentarily pull the plug on their move to Vegas. 
Well, they would momentarily pull their plug or they would find more financing somewhere else. We don't we don't really know what they're going to do. But at the end of the day, I think that's the problem. No one knows what they can and can't do. And what we have here is an ownership group that has recklessly destroyed the game of baseball in the city of Oakland. Yep. They have allowed a stadium to become dilapidated and unplayable. They've allowed a franchise to not even have a pipeline of talent coming up. It's one of the most embarrassing things. It literally is Major League the movie playing out in real time on uh, Rob Manfred's watch. And this hasn't this hasn't just been happening over the last couple of years. No. Mo- Monty Poole, friend of the program. I remember reading about this in college. He wrote about this in like 2010, that this was Lou Wolf's plan, was to make sure the A's are so bad and to make sure that fans get so detached that they can justify uprooting the team. And... Like- that's the problem. We're when, still here. That's the problem when you have developers. When it's all about money, there's nothing else but mm-hmm. money involved here. They're they're just looking for a payday, a cash cow. And I don't understand. This is where it really like strikes a chord with me. I don't understand how Las Vegas is your cash cow. Like there's a twelve billion dollar project waiting for the right developer. This it it just reminds me so much of George Maloof standing up and saying, "I'm a developer." No, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're not very smart, and you've already run your other businesses into the ground. Like, who in the world would basically sell a cash printing machine, which is what a a, a beer distributorship is? Mm-hmm. Sold it to try to save his his palms. That again, eight hundred million. He flushed down the toilet trying to build towers. That like during a recession. Ridiculous. Yeah, so like, I think that that's, you know, if we read through some of these statements that have been put out, uh, the mayor of Oakland uh, put out a statement this morning. We are disappointed by the outcome of this vote, but we do not see this see this as the end of the road. We all know there's a long way to go before shovels in the ground and that there are a number of unresolved issues surrounding this move. This is what I want to highlight right here. I have made it clear to the commissioner that the A's branding and name should stay in Oakland, and we will continue to work to pursue expansion opportunities. Baseball has a home in Oakland, even if the A's ownership relocates. That's what I I would like to relocate the A's ownership to Mars. Just yeah, shoot them out into space. Just shoot them out into space. Like because I think that's the biggest thing. The A's ownership should be relocated. They are horrible. They should be relocated out of Major League Baseball, out of professional sports completely because this isn't the only sport that John Fisher has run into the ground and just trashed. Mm -hmm. Like anything he touches is absolute trash. Shout out to the San Jose earthquakes. Exactly. Shout out to the earthquakes. So here's what I would like to propose. Um, The Fisher family, if you're on Twitter, you're on social media, uh, let, let's start one of them, their ban campaigns. Let's start one of those campaigns where you hit someone where it matters. So Old Navy, Athleta, Gap, Banana Republic, don't shop there anymore. Don't support buffoonery. Yep. Because if, just so you know, if he could manage a baseball team like this or a soccer team like this, 
I don't even want to know where he's having those clothes made. I don't want to know what's going on behind the scenes there because you're not getting a quality product. And that's nope. clear. You're yep. no longer getting a quality product from anything that Fisher touches. And I would I would recommend going out there and making your opinion known on each of those handles, those Twitter handles for Old Navy, Athleta, mm -hmm. Gap, Banana Republic. Drive his stock price even lower than it already is. Yep. He is not which good. Is, which is the impetus behind all of this, by the way. It is the impetus behind all of this. His businesses <laughs> ran dry. Right. And now he's trying to steal from the other business to pay the other ones. So I believe this is from the New York Times. If it's not, I apologize. So credit to whoever this is. This is not a me thing. While the A's franchise is expected to rise in value with sweet sales, advertising, and ticket revenue from Las Vegas casinos and resorts, MLB owners inserted a binding protection provision in the contract before approving the deal. If Fisher decides to sell the franchise soon after moving to Las Vegas to make an immediate profit, he will be heavily taxed on the sale, which will be split among his fellow MLB owners, according to another owner who spoke to USA Today Sports on the condition of anonymity. They approve this sale in hopes that he'll sell and they'll make additional money off of it. Kyle, I, it just, he's going to get around it by just taking out loans on the product yeah, and then a having a lot of money to go... That has to pay that debt. That's all it's he's going to do. It, it's a joke. It's an embarrassment. I, 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 I think you and I are in the same boat. And I'm guessing based on some of the response here in, in the chatty house that a lot of people in the chatty house are in the same boat. I will never go to that stadium ever. I, I could be in. Never. I could be in Las Vegas with free tickets right behind the dugout to the game seven of the World Series. I'm not going. Yeah. Like you could. I'm out. And I would hope that if you're a if you're a baseball fan, and this is not just about it's not like Oakland punted on the A's and they moved. Oakland had was within like a small amount of money of getting this deal done with the A's, and the A's walked away from the negotiating table and said, We're done here. They demanded, demanded this twelve billion dollar monstrosity with yeah. a ballpark and s hotels it's all and about the money Kyle and shopping and restaurants and it was going to be this whole ballpark district thing right which sounds great and I love the idea but they're getting none of that in Las Vegas they're just getting a ballpark and Mayor Sheng Tao has said this a number of times if all they wanted was a ballpark this would have been they'd be playing in it right now yes but they, they demanded this, this albatross of a project that Oakland jumped through all of the hoops to ensure they had the money for. And now they have this deal. It's very close. And the A's said no, and they're being rewarded by Major League Baseball for this. That is why I can't... So I'm hoping that baseball fans, just in general, whether you like the A's or the Giants or the Kansas City Royals, I don't care. Don't... Do what you want. Live your life. But I would I would hope that you don't support that and, and go to that ballpark because that's trash. It just, they they don't they don't deserve your money. No, they've they, done nothing to deserve this. Yeah, and I know like the Giants are sitting over there like loving this, loving this. But privately, is, for sure, this is scorched earth, man. This is scorched earth, like you're not just killing the Oakland A's because that's what, I mean, realistically, this is the death of the Oakland A's. You're killing 
the entire fan base, which will not, they will not bounce back and like become baseball fans somewhere else. That's not how this works. Like I, I like being here during the, the casual fans. Sure. But mm -hmm. the, the real baseball fans, which is what major league baseball should be clinging to at this point facts. Cause they can't grow their brand at all. Every casual fan they can get, they should take. Yes. Yes. But the real fans. Yes. You're, you're a mess. You're yep. losing every single one of these real fans of baseball. Yep. It's really a sad day. So I, uh, I'm, I am, what am I, I'm not trying to be in denial and say like, oh, it's going to go to a ballot and actually they're going to stay. Like I'm not there to, mm -hmm. in my head, they're gone, but I'm holding out hope that what Oakland and the city have put together and the, the response from A's fans in all of this has will eventually get major league baseball at some point down the road to put a team back in Oakland. They won't. I, I sure. This isn't the Cleveland, but Browns. that's my, that's my right. Yeah. I mean, look at Seattle. Seattle has been the most obvious basketball market since, since they left, uh, yeah. since the Sonics left and they're still not. A team. So it's not like I'm sitting here and all oh, my hopes and dreams are, are resting on this. But it's the one thing I'm hanging on to that's keeping me from being completely despondent about this. Yeah. No, it's, I can see it. And I, I'd also say, like, we always ask, like, the question, why would Vivek buy the River Cats? And maybe this is why he bought the River Cats. Because he understands that, like, AIDS fans, like, they might be looking for something else, especially here in Sacramento. They mm -hmm. might be looking for something else, that, you know, to sort of scratch the itch of, of baseball in their life. And maybe it is something like the river cats. Maybe it's a triple a team where, you know, you're going to watch young prospects come and go. And you already have a fan base. that's that's so used to not having anyone who stays longer than five years because your owners are broke and can't do anything to keep somebody Yeah, or won't do anything. Yeah. Really sad. Right. Shout Sucks. out to our guy, uh, Casey Pratt, who's done an amazing job yeah. on this all the entire time. Yeah. Um, he's, and he's still doing an amazing job. He's not, he's not, he's not punting either. So, uh, just needed to get that out of the way. If we continue talking about it, I might say a bad word on air. Yes. Uh, I might cry, uh, which is probably something that'll happen to me at some point. I'm a very emotional person. Um, don't judge me. Uh, and I don't really want to do that on air. So what we're going to do is we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about happy things. And we're going to talk about the Kings blowout win of the Lakers. That's right. Last night at crypto.staples.com center arena. And I can't wait to do that. Let's do it. Because that is so much better than whatever the hell's going on with uh, with the John Fisher Baseball Club. That's uh, right. Thank you, everybody, for letting James and I vent there. Uh, Kings beat the Lakers. We'll talk about that next on The Insiders. That's James. I'm Kyle. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube, and this is ESPN 1320. Now, back to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Oh, what an ass kicking at crypto.staples.arena last night. That's that's right, Kyle. I agree. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like Demonis Sabonis got put uh, put the brow in a headlock and good you lord, know, rub that smudge off. Only ten points and four rebounds in the second half for Demonis Sabonis. James, are you worried? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is the question about who should be the third team All NBA center is over. Uh, Demonis Sabonis is now 8-0 all-time against Anthony Davis, and what he did to him last night was an absolute, uh, you know, just like, I, I don't even, like, 
people posting pictures of the Sabonis family with AD as a child. You know, it made sense. <laughs> like it does. Like all, all of like. <laughs> look, yeah. look. If Demonis Sabonis had gone for 19 points, 12 boards, four assists, four offensive rebounds, by the way, nine to 13 from the field and a couple of steals, you'd be like, wow, good game for Domas. Yeah. Really strong game for our guy. Oh, that's the first half. That was the first half, Kyle. <laughs> the first half. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there and, I, and I'm having dinner. And, I, and so I'm watching, but I'm not like buried in the, the box score and like keeping track. Of, and I'm going, man, every time, Domas is just going off right now. Like, oh my God. And then I looked at the box score. I was like, no, like, holy crap. Yeah, good, ga- good game for, for him last night. In fact, you know what? I'm just going to do this right now just for just because it's not a secret. Okay. Uh, Jiffy Lube, fast break player of the game is Demonis Abonis. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, it was an easy choice. Um, if, if, if you go to ESPN1320.com right now, got to hit our announcement music here. The password is Domos. Is that a? Oh my God! What? Not that's not password. Uh, that's um. What game shows that? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's definitely twenty-five uh, thousand from... pyramid. The password uh, okay. is Domos. <laughs> D O M A S. Domos is your password for today's Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. He yeah. was absolutely incredible. So what this means is if. You go to ESPN1320.com. Right now. And Just you do click it. On, well, you can go now. Maybe you're driving. I don't care. If you you're driving, it, just pull over. Pull over. Don't do this while driving, in the act of driving. But maybe you're at work. ESPN1320.com. You go there. You click on the Jiffy Lube contest page. It's right there at the front. You can't miss it. You click on that. Enter the code word DOMAS, D-O-M-A-S, and you'll be entered to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. It's that easy. And we give one away after every game. Right. So if you don't win this time, wait around for after the next game. So Monday will be the next one. Yep. We'll give you another word. And you can enter again. Yeah. And well, Monday two, we might have two. two. I think we have think we, we have, have Friday's game and we have uh, Sunday's game. Sunday? Yeah. So we'll have two for you on Monday. Yeah. Just get in there. We might have to do like two or like break it up like red and velvet. Like <laughs> you're expecting a, another big Kevin Herter. Oh game? my goodness. The guy's playing so well. It's incredible. He's been unbelievable. Okay. So we have, man, we got to squeeze a lot in. All right. Let's get to six quick thoughts. Now let's do it quickly. Let's like actual quick thoughts today. We have Scott Branson because of course, week 11 of the NFL season uh, kicks off tonight, but the Las Vegas Raiders going for their third victory in a row. Big game coming up this weekend for the Raiders. We will talk to him. Uh, talk to Scott Branson of Silver and Black today. It's an Odyssey original podcast. That's coming up at 1030. So let's get through these six quick thoughts. Number one. All-NBA. Damana Sabonis and Anthony uh, and not Anthony Davis earned third-team All-NBA honors at the center position last season. And Sabonis showed everybody why. On a national televi- televised ESPN audience got to see that. Yep. The King Center diced up the Lakers uh, for 29 points, 16 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 steals. The Kings had 20 steals as a team, Kyle. 20 steals is so many. It's so many, Kyle. That's an unbelievable amount of steals. Yeah. They were just in passing lanes all night. I thought they did a really nice job. That's part of the reason Anthony Davis wasn't very good is because every time the Lakers tried to feed it to him inside, there were hands on the basketball. So I I just, that and that wasn't a, oh man, you know what, back to back, Davis had a tough game. Like, nah, man, he just got worked. Oh, he just got, got destroyed. Smoked, just from the jump. And that's one of the issues with Anthony Davis. Demonis Sabonis punked him in the first three possessions, and he was done for the night. Oh, yeah. It was over. 
And that's, yeah. That's why I don't, like, I don't wave buy, a little white flag. That's why I don't buy AD as a top 75 guy, but we can talk about it later. Number two. All right. Number two. Number two. I have to turn the page. All NBA. Hey, I started the same <laughs> hey, exact way. I said hey. the same way. That's the second one. De'Aaron Fox wasn't going to be outdone. The Kings speedster scored his, his first hoop less than three seconds into the game, Kyle. Jeez. He keeps stealing the tip off. I'm there, I'm, and then going and scoring. That's such a great way to get to get your the the yeah. opposing team's not even ready yet. They've not even dapped up everybody. And now they're looking around. They're like, wait, it's two nothing. Like it's great, great tone setter for De'Aaron. I had him miss three to six from three. I'm gonna guess that I didn't update my stat there because I don't think De'Aaron Fox finished three. Oh, three of nine. So uh, I'm not that far off. Uh, yes, I am. He missed his final three. You know what uh, we need to do? I'm going to make sure we edit these before. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> do sure have we to. Got the final box score in there. Yeah, and typically I do, but it's always on the fly. Uh, so Fox finished with uh, a whopping 28 points, seven assists. Uh, no, no. 28 points, four assists, four <laughs> steals. I was reading Kevin Herter's line. Um, yeah, just uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, 28 points, five assists, five rebounds, four steals. He was really good. Turned the ball over three times, but uh, dominant in his 38 minutes. And he also told a Lakers fan where to go. Yeah, loved that for, for him. And honestly, like just De'Aaron has been really good since he's been back, but it's really clear that he is the, like Domas is the hub, but De'Aaron's the engine. Yeah. And this offense just looks different when he's in it. It also is very clear that, that he's a top 10 player in the NBA right now. Mm. Like he's right there. Yeah, like I, I think, think if I, by all NBA standards, he was like number eleven in voting. Mm-hmm. Right now, he looks like a top ten player in the NBA. Feels like it. Yeah. All right, number three. Uh, number three, the third man. Uh, Kevin Herter made the decision five games ago to be a major problem for Kings opponents. His three point shooting has been on point. He's decided to be a plus defender, and this one he finished with twenty eight point seven assists, four rebounds. Uh, he shot six of 11 from three. I'm okay with Kevin Herter shooting, uh, 11, three pointers. Yeah. If he's going to knock down six of them, I'm in. Yeah. Coming <laughs> off. The, I was talking with Rich Ripley. Uh, they were talking, I guess he had watched something earlier and, um, they were talking about how, you know, he came off the DHO and just kept going with the ball out around the, the arc and turned and fired. And like the, the distance he covered was like 20 feet off of a pick and there was no way for any way to get any anyone to get anywhere near him uh so yeah he's been a, a lightning rod he's been really really good lately yeah he's that it's like again when kevin herter's knocking down threes this offense just runs at a little bit different clip yeah like it just it it i, I don't want to he's not you know De'Aaron fox or demonis Sabonis, mm-hmm. but there's a tangible difference in how the Kings offense looks when Kevin Herter's shots are going down and when they're not. And specifically him. It doesn't feel the same way with Keegan Murray. It doesn't feel the same way with Malik Monk. It's when Kevin Herter gets rolling because on any night you're like, man, he might hit 10 tonight. Yeah. So. He he has a gravitational pull on the court. Yeah. All right, number four. Uh, rough night. Uh, Keegan Murray has been on a roll of late. Uh, he was a little off in this one, shooting just three of nine from the field. He got ran over by Jackson Hayes. Uh, he went straight to the locker room, and he returned to help uh, finish off the Lakers. 9.6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Like, I had to do steals for everyone. Starting lineup, Harrison Barnes, 4 steals. Murray, 2 steals. 3 steals for Sabonis. 2 steals for Herter. 4 steals for Fox. That's crazy. That's so wild. I just pulled up some stats. Um, pause, securing a beam. 
This is the fifth time in Kings franchise history that they've had 20 or more steals in a game. It's the third time they've done it in Sacramento. They are 4-1 and one all time, going back to Kansas City. They are 3-0 and oh in Sacramento. It's the first time they've done it since January 11 of 2000 in a 110-93 win over the Houston Rockets. Number five. Number five. There he is. Harrison Barnes struggled to make an impact since the opener, averaging just 8.5 and three rebounds over his last eight games. He managed to score 13 points, four steals. He did not do a good job on the glass, getting just one rebound. But my goodness, he was a brawler in this one. He fought with LeBron. LeBron, of course, is LeBron and puts up crazy stats. But it wasn't just him. I, I watched Harrison Barnes like fighting with Anthony Davis, fighting with Rui Hachimura. I thought he... Like on the defensive end, he was flat out tough. Mm-hmm. So good, good performance from Harrison, even if it's not you know an eighteen point five rebound performance that people want. Yeah, but he took ten shots, went three or six from three. Again, if he's going to be your fifth dude, you'll take that. That's fine. All right, last one. Uh, make an impact. Alex Lynn is out for a while with an ankle injury, high ankle sprain for Alex Lynn. Mm. Uh, it's opened the door for Javale McGee to get some minutes. He was active in this one. Running the floor for seven points, seven rebounds, two steals. Everyone gets a steal. It's like Oprah giving away cars. Everyone gets a steal. JaVale McGee did all of that in less than nine minutes of play. Three of three from the field. He also fell down, strangely, Kyle. Does I don't that know. a lot. He just fell down. And just tumbles. Just, <laughs> just a tumbler. Like, he was by himself. And somehow a minus seven. Like, <laughs> did JaVale is the, 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 the funniest player in the league. Okay. That's six quick thoughts. We'll dig into. I wanted to dive into all of these a little bit more, so we'll do that uh, a little bit later in the show. But we got to get to Scott Branson, Silver and Black today. That is an Odyssey original podcast talking all things Raiders. Let's get into where the Raiders are at. They're five and five, suddenly back in the playoff hunt. Wow, it's crazy that we're saying that, hmm. but that's that's where it is. Let's talk to Scott Branson next, and then of course uh, Kings Kings Lakers will continue to stay. On the front burner as well. He's James. I'm Kyle. We're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Now, back to the 
Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN thirteen twenty. Briefly putting a pin in Kings Lakers talk to open up our Week Eleven NFL discussion. Of course, Week Eleven of the NFL kicks off tonight with the Bengals and Ravens facing off on Thursday Night Football. But more importantly, Scott Gobranson of Silver and Black today. It is an Odyssey original podcast talking all things Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, he joins us each and every Thursday at 1030. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for hopping in. And you know what? It's kind of crazy that a couple of weeks ago we had you on and the Raiders had just lost to the Lions. Uh, 26-14 was the final in that one. They dropped to 3-5 and five and we're going, hey, is it fire sale time? What does this look like in the future? All of a sudden, Josh McDaniels gets fired. Uh, Dave Ziegler gets fired. And Antonio Pierce is the head coach now. Jimmy Garoppolo gets benched. They've won two in a row. And now we're sitting here going, Raiders in the playoff hunt. This is great. <laughs> this is so much more fun to talk about it this way. Yeah, there's no no doubt. I mean, listen, the, cha- the change has been good for them. Uh, and I think if you see what they looked like on the field, um, definitely better. I mean, look, they're making progress. You, you saw them turn to the rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, which mm-hmm. was well overdue with what was happening with the quarterback situation. And so, yeah, technically in the playoff race, uh, I wouldn't buy playoff tickets yet. But um, I do think that they they have turned a corner, which is important for these players. You know, you have to be able to see what you have to make the job either appealing to somebody from the outside or if Antonio Pierce somehow, I think it's going to take, he's going to have to go like six and three, five and four, something like that to be considered for the job, which would be tough with their schedule. So, so they either have it lined up and they know who they want to keep and they want to uh, trade off or get rid of at the end of the season, or um, they, they can at least find out, okay, what do we need to do in the draft? And, and there's a lot of needs on this team. So, but clearly the atmosphere, the culture, all of that much better with Josh McDaniels, obviously one of the worst head coaches in the history of the NFL uh, being let go. Yeah, he is. We can just keep saying that Josh McDaniels is one of the worst head coaches in the history of the NFL. He is gone. Um, Scott, the thing that I keep watching is Josh Jacobs just looks like a different running back with uh, Josh McDaniels gone. And it's not just like he's running different, you know, play sets like he just has more juice and, and it makes you wonder, like, does this shift at all what what the future is for Josh Jacobs in Las Vegas? Because, I mean, this looked like his swan song there and all of a sudden he's looking like a force and is there a way to save some of these guys, whether it's Josh Jacobs or it's, you know, the litany of players that they have that may have wanted out of there? Yeah, I, I, th- I think it, it, it's going to present an interesting uh, quandary for them because if you look at Josh Jacobs, no question he's playing differently. I did a story uh, about him up on sportsnot.com and, and we talked about, you know, he talked to Bo Jackson previous to the game last week. And Bo Jackson told him just, you know, I can't say it on the air here on the radio, but just basically run people over, right? And and it seemed to buoy him a little bit. He, he and, and the thing that is most important here, James, is the fact that Antonio Pierce and Bo Hardigree, the new offensive interim offensive coordinator, uh, pulled Jacobs aside after all this went down and said, hey, look, we want your input on what we do with you in the offense, right? So give us every game now. He gives them a sheet of paper and say, Here, here's things I think we should run, that I should run, plays for me. And they used it, and it's used, it's worked well. Now, the first half last uh, last Sunday night against the Jets, they didn't go to him uh, 
per his plays. And he had a fine first half, not great. And then he blew up in the second half when they started using his plays again. So all of that said, it's hard though to overlook. And I say this because I, I love Josh Jacobs as a player. I mean, I love watching him and when he gets going, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, but you look at the stats of, of running backs after their fifth year, it falls off the table. And so do the Raiders want to invest in him long-term, even if he runs really well this year, it, it, it's going to be a business decision. It's going to be a really tough one for them. Talking with Scott Branson, Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcasts. So you mentioned the Raiders' upcoming schedule, and it's not an easy one. They're at Miami <laughs> this week. Then they're home against Kansas City. Then they get a bye. Then it's home Minnesota with apparently Josh Dobbs, who's just the best quarterback in the league now. I guess that's a weird thing. Amazing. It's yeah. incredible. It's so much fun. Uh, then they get the Chargers um, with Justin Herbert, who is who everybody thinks Josh Dobbs is. And then they're at Kansas City, at Indy, and home Denver. What's what's a what's a record for you at the end of this season that you're looking at and you're going, you know what? That would be a, this is a successful season for the Raiders. Like what? What's the well, expectation I, moving forward for you? Yeah, I mean, look, I picked them to win seven at the beginning of the okay. season, right? So, so they're already at five. You're looking good. I, yeah. So <laughs> I think, look, I look at the, I look at it this way: the next two games are tough, right? You said it, Miami, Kansas City. Um, if they can somehow, not saying they will, but if they can somehow take one of those, and I would say that the Kansas City game would be a better chance. I know that sounds crazy because they could never beat the Chiefs, but but if they can win one of those two games uh, and ha- and go into their bye week at six and six, then you know I can see I can see eight wins. I could see eight wins, wow. maybe nine if they really got lucky and got. In, in good position to mm-hmm. because uh, you know Minnesota the Josh Job story absolutely we're all excited about the Dobbs story because it's just such a good good feel good story yeah but I don't know I don't know if they can sustain that and then sure. you look at the Chargers you talk about the Chargers another candidate for worst head coach in history which is Brandon Staley okay because he's got he's a defensive minded <laughs> coach he's and right he can't there. coach a defense he can't get any stops <laughs> no Justin Herbert goes out and throws nine hundred and fifty yards. And the defense gives up a thousand, right? So incredible. The Charger game, the Charger Raider games are always very close, no matter how good or bad either team is. So you can start to 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 look at a path at eight wins. I think if they get to eight wins, to me that would be a successful season with what they've gone through and what they've done, especially starting a rookie quarterback the rest of the way. Man, yeah, Scott. I think it brings us to the question: is at this point, is building the right culture? just way more important than worrying about draft picks or or all that other stuff. Like right now, it's like try to build something, whether it's under Pierce for long term or if it's just for this season, but to get your franchise back out of the muck and heading in the right direction. So when you go into the offseason, you actually have some sort of identity that you're trying to build around. Is that do you think that that's way more important than than again just dropping a couple of games here accidentally uh, to good teams and and playing for uh, for draft picks? Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. You said the key word there, which is identity. The Raiders did not have an identity, or they had an identity like their former coach, which is just blah. Okay, <laughs> so so they get Antonio Pierce, and man, he and inject- and look, everybody in Raider Nation loves Antonio Pierce. He's from Compton. He drives a 64 Impala. He listens to NWA. He grew up a Raider fan. So, like, he fits in with the culture. Like, so people mm-hmm. love him. He's 2 0. Who's not going to love him? Right. Sure. But long term, and look, I, 
hopefully the guy does well. If he goes six and three or if he whatever gets the job, great. But what he has done is he set the culture. Mm-hmm. And and I think that Mark Davis is watching that. And whether or not Antonio Pierce can t- continue to do that, because again, you it's easy when things are going well, and in this case, you're winning. But then, you know, you go down and you lose by 30 points to the Dolphins. We'll see how people react to it. I'm not saying yeah. they're gonna. I'm just saying <laughs> things change. But I do agree. I think the identity is there, that they've found their identity, at least for now. And And the culture is big because someone came in and kind of, established a culture that was negative that was built upon uh things that obviously didn't get the most out of the players either so it is number one and look they're going to finish if they finish with seven or eight wins they're going to finish in the middle of the first round Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's going to be quarterbacks there's going to be good players there that they need defensive line they need help there so so I, i don't think they're going to sack it in and be like okay well you know what it's more important to worry about the draft picks than it is to establish this culture because you got players like max crosby Devontae adams we're on long-term deals. You need those guys to feel good. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It feels like there's some decent building blocks there. Uh, last one for me, Scott. What happens now with Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> he carries the clipboard. Uh, <laughs> well, not, not, not this season, but, but it, it, I don't, I don't know his exact contract structure. Is yeah. it something they can get out of next year, or are we looking at Jimmy Garoppolo the backup for the next two years? They're going to be on the hook for money for sure, but mm. they he he has an eleven point two five million dollar roster bonus. It's an injury bonus, right? So they, my guess is, and I I forgot the I think that's right after uh, the beginning of the NFL year. Mm-hmm. So my guess is that they will move on from him after this year. They'll just cut him, right? Okay. And they'll have to pay him a check. But but after that, that's not what they're going to do. And I would expect them. We'll see what Aiden O'Connell does the rest of the way. Aiden O'Connell's a fourth-round draft pick. It's not like he's C.J. Stroud, right? So you're not counting on this guy to be the next great NFL quarterback or your franchise quarterback. Now, maybe he goes nuts over the tail end of the year here, and that's what he is. Or maybe we find out he's a developmental quarterback. He's a good dude to keep on your roster and see how he does. And in that case, then the Raiders need to go out and draft one, and they need to get a veteran to back him up, uh, a backup whoever starts next year. So, so I think that's what they'll do. Is I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a, yeah a one and done in Las Vegas. Yikes, man, that's so tough. I hate that for our guy Jim. He got some money though. Yeah, good for him. He's gonna he's gonna get yeah. paid. He's doing all right. Uh, don't feel yes. bad for him super personally. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for for hopping on and and getting our Week Eleven NFL uh, discussion started as you do every single Thursday here. Uh, on the Insiders at 10.30. We, we really appreciate you, buddy. Always a pleasure, guys. You guys have a great weekend. See you, Scott. See you. Man, it's wild how different that conversation is versus, you know, last week or a couple weeks ago where it's like, yeah, you know, when's a fire sale? What's the culture like? Did you miss Who the window for a fire sale? Yeah. Like, Man. there's a lot of questions. Here's a question for you. Is uh, Josh McDaniels, is he the equivalent uh, in and NFL head coaching to uh, to John Fisher as a major league baseball owner. No, no, because I think Josh McDaniels is legitimately doing his best. I think he's just bad at it. Okay, I don't think John Fisher is doing his best. Josh Daniel Josh McDaniels did not deliberately sink the Raiders to try and get a job elsewhere. He just sucks. Okay, John Fisher's bad. John John Fisher deliberately tanked the A's yeah yeah so all right yeah I- I'm with you they both suck they do they just suck for different reasons yeah yeah they are uh, they're not uh, good to be uh, around professional sports 
All right, Raiders at Dolphins this weekend. You can listen to that game right here on ESPN 1320. Um, I We got Ravens-Bengals tonight, the Niners home against the Bucks. We will dive into to all that tomorrow. I want to get back to the Kings-Lakers matchup yeah. game domination. I was kind of I don't want to say because I'm no lo- I'm not I'm not surprised by the Kings anymore. Okay. Like, there's just nothing that they're going to do really that's going to shock me where I go, "Wow, you know what? This can because they just kind of looked last night like they did last year. And they looked the night before that like they did and the night before that. And it just seems that getting healthy, getting Darren Fox back, I think the win against the Cavs was big without Darren where they were good. It just it, they they're just kind of back now, for me. Where I'm going to expect them, I expected them to win last night, especially with LA playing on a back to back. There was a question about whether LeBron and AD were going to play. It's like I think they're going to win tonight, Reg- regardless of LeBron and AD playing. I think they're going to win. But for them to go out and just kind of, it, it was never it was that was not a close game. It was never it was it wasn't. It's wire to wire. Yeah, again. That's, Again, that, they've won four games now in a row, and three of them have been like that. That's crazy. Like you're starting to get the feeling that this is a much, much better team than anyone expected. Like they look like. I mean, they've got to do it for more than what are we at? Or yeah, six so, and four, ten games, ten games, right? They've got to continue this path. Mm-hmm. But with De'Aaron Fox in the lineup. They look like one of those teams that each and every game you have the feeling that they're going to win, and I and I, I feel better about them again. All of this is couched in ten games. Yeah, let's revisit in twenty five. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here today, right now, and go. Yeah, I see no reason they can't give the Nuggets a run. Yeah, or I see no reason they can't just go to the finals and and give the give the. Celtics a run or whoever it's going to be. I maybe like that that if they're doing this at 25 games, what are they 6 and 4 right now? So that's 11 14 quick math 12 and 2. So if they're 18 and 6, nope. <laughs> Here we go. 15 games. <laughs> if they're 18 and 7 after 25 and it just kind of looks like this. I like, Oh why? yeah. Like dude, why, why not? Dude, I need to stop doing math on the on the fly here. That's your bag. I'm trying to get in your bag, and that's that's not. I, I can can't. see the numbers in my head, so I've got I just like, I've got boom, nothing for boom, you. I'm boom. trying to talk. I've got a million other things. I'm fighting off my like ADHD to go over. I don't. I'm not diagnosed ADHD, but I'm fighting off the distraction to like want to talk about something else. And so I can't. I definitely can't do math. But okay. if they're 18 and seven after 25, yeah. So even right now, it's six and four. Mm-hmm. And they lost De'Aaron Fox for five of those games, so mm-hmm. it's six and four. And the games that they lost De'Aaron Fox, where did they go? Uh, two and three. Is that what they did without yes. Fox? I believe they went two and three. They beat the Blazers and the Cavs without Fox, and they lost to the Warriors and then the Rockets twice. Okay, so uh, the Rockets, yeah. Okay, so at sixty, it's at it again six and four. That's a 60% win percentage. That puts him at 49 wins. And that's without De'Aaron Fox for half of those games. So, yeah, I mean, if they can stay reasonably healthy, I I still see them winning well above 50 games this year. I'm sorry. Fox came back against the Cavs. Is OKC. Is OKC. That they beat yeah, without yeah. De'Aaron. Well, and that's My the bad. other thing. Thank like, you, you beat, to uh, Sass. You beat 
legitimate Steven. teams. Like OKC is a legitimate team. Mm-hmm. The Cavs are a legitimate team. Mm-hmm. Like that's a team that most people think will be in the top five or six of the Eastern I, Conference. I, I think I had them at number three in the East. Yeah. And I think I had OKC as number three in the West. Oh. Like those are two good teams. Well, because I, mean, I proclaim them to be. OKC is still number five in the West. Yeah. I mean, they're they're still right there. And they've played I, I mean the, here's here's the bigger deal to me. Mm. A team like the Cavs, okay, they are not in the in the grand scheme going to affect the Kings very much. They play them once more. Yep. And the only time they would see them in the playoffs is in the finals. So get, forget the Cavs, like is it? But the fact that they took the thing the Cavs are built to do, the thing they are good at, and that's being long and defensive they just and and you're supposed to not be able to score inside on them they're mm-hmm. supposed to dominate the paint and Demonis Sabonis just went in and, and and just kind of took over that game same thing with OKC they're supposed to be bullies they're big they're supposed to push you around they're going to score a ton and they didn't do that to the Kings the Lakers Anthony Davis is supposed to be this defensive stalwart you're not supposed to go for 19 and 12 in the first half when Anthony Davis is on the court they're just taking all these things that these teams are supposed to be good at and bludgeoning them over the head with them. I, I totally agree. And the other thing I would add is if you look at the wins, like let's take the Portland win and, and push it aside, right? Um, if you look at OKC, full strength. Mm-hmm. You look at Cleveland, full strength. Mm-hmm. You look at the Lakers, full strength. Mm-hmm. This isn't like you rolled in and beat the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard and without Paul George. Mm-hmm. Or it's not that... Giannis Antetokounmpo decided to take the night off or Joel Embiid didn't play in that game against the Kings. Mm -hmm. Like these aren't question mark games. Mm -hmm. These are walking in and slapping somebody around. Yeah. Just like you're not even like the last couple of games, the last three games, they are dominant. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm down. I I enjoy watching them take a leap and like say, this is who we are. I I love De'Aaron Fox chirping with fans. Mm -hmm. Like go earn your respect. So, and here's the other thing is the, the Lakers are on the back end of a back-to-back last night. Yep. But that usually shows up later in a game. The jump shots start coming up a little short in the third and fourth quarter. Oh, there's a mental lapse here and a, and a turnover there and a missed defensive assignment here. And then over the course of the game, you kind of start to see the effects of that back-to-back kind of settle in. This was out the gate. The Kings were up 13 after the first quarter, and it felt like 20. And then they just kind of kept their foot on the gas. And honestly, the Lakers made made their little push there in the fourth quarter. And that's why that's why I'm not taking this as a oh, as a back to back. The Lakers punted this game. Like now nah, they needed this one, man. Yeah. Like LeBron and AD could have very easily taken last night off, and well, they didn't. And LeBron played hard. Oh yeah, and you do know that they're now zero and two against the Kings on the year. Mm-hmm. This is a a division rival. Mm-hmm. You're zero and two. Yeah. Like this, it's a like in the tiebreaker world. Mm-hmm. You're even Steven with them at this point, worst case scenario. If you drop two games to them, you still finish split. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's uh, like what we're seeing here is is some good stuff from the Kings. They're taking a leap, and and like we don't know where they're going to go. Uh, but for right now, their trajectory isn't as a team that is fighting to get into the playoffs. It's as a team that is ready to make some noise. The question I have is... I would like to know what changed because I don't think it's just, oh, De'Aaron Fox came back and now everything's okay now. 
because they were struggling a little bit even before De'Aaron Fox got hurt. And I know that was early in the year. And but I mean, Kevin Herter, for example, like he was always going to come around. He was not going to shoot 20 percent for the year. Yeah, he's just, he's he's way too good of a player to do that. But he's just been scorching hot lately. And now Keegan Murray's starting to get involved. And now you see Harrison Barnes. Is this just a, is this literally just the effect of, hey, De'Aaron Fox is back. That opens up just another another weapon for their offense. Where it doesn't have to be Demonis Sabonis distributing, and now they're they're simply creating off of that because now you have De'Aaron who can create his own shot, who can collapse defenses by by getting in the paint. He can, you know, he he, he has a gravity that affects games in ways that not a lot of guys can, and that's opening everything up for everybody else. Or was it? Is it just hey, whether De'Aaron was on the court or not, Kevin Herter's shot was going to start falling? Okay, so I don't know what the answer is fully because you know. To, it's really difficult to to test everything, but mm-hmm. but I will tell you that what we're seeing from Fox is. Have you noticed we haven't heard the term fourth quarter Fox? You haven't needed him. You haven't needed him, but also he's still scoring thirty a game. Mm-hmm. So that means that fourth quarter Fox is now distributing his stat line over a forty eight minute stretch, not saving it for the last eight to ten minutes of a game. One of six in the fourth quarter last night. Are you worried about De'Aaron Fox? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> but I think it's something to point out that the identity of this Kings team last year was number one, a uh, great offensive team. Number two, uh, you know, like players ascending and becoming all NBA players. But number three was your clutch player of the year mm-hmm. was De'Aaron Fox. Like number one, you haven't needed the clutch. Number two, he hasn't like he missed five games. So, but we're not having to rely on, that being the only thing the Kings can do in the fourth quarter. They're now a lot more versatile. And I expect that there's going to be a stretch where De'Aaron Fox is incredible in the fourth quarter yeah. and they will need him. But for right now, like sharing is caring. Everybody's getting a touch. I thought it was interesting to see Mike Brown really, really rely heavily on his on his starters. Yeah. 38 minutes for everybody except for Keegan who got kicked in the belly, which I, that was weird. They, they should have reviewed that. I don't, I don't understand why. Odd play. I don't really know why play. Mike Brown didn't like replay that. Um, your kid got ran over. I, I almost wonder if there was an issue that they needed to make sure he was okay. And like, they pulled him out of the game right then. Yeah. Cause if you get hurt on a play and you can't like, there's potential for you. If you were going to shoot free throws, you you can't come back in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't know that he was going to shoot free throws, but I'm just saying, like I, I would probably need to look at the situation more. Yeah. Because if you review it, and then he can't play, and he's in the locker room, and someone right. else has to step in and shoot. He's for done him, for the night. He's done for the night. So uh, yeah, interesting. That uh, was why. That was why in the 2019 finals, when Clay tore his ACL, he came out to shoot the free throws. So in case his ACL wasn't torn, he could come back into the game. Yeah, it was wild. So th- I, I that makes that makes a lot of sense that th- if that's why. Yeah, I don't know where the Kings were at at that point yeah. because it's possible the Lakers were in the penalty. I, I'd have to go back and look, yeah. but uh, but either way, yeah, I, I think it's it's um, like the Kings are on a new path. They're not on the same path they were last year because you remember last year they kept getting to four games over five hundred and they mm-hmm. couldn't get to five games every time they got to four they lose one or two and then they'd have to start over and rebuild trying to get back to four to five games over 500 right and then once they they finally broke that number then they started to ascend right Mm -hmm. 
But as of right now, like that doesn't feel like what we're waiting for. Yeah, this it's is, just kind of like, oh, they're just this is the team. Yeah, this good. is yeah, they're just a, <laughs> they are just, good. They they're coming out of the shoot like we're a good team. Yeah, we had a weird hiccup against the Houston Rockets and and Houston might also just be good. Yeah, well, but that was also a weird hiccup. You shouldn't be getting smoked by the Rockets. Twice. I'd even say like Houston might not be good overall, but. Early in the season, Houston might be way better than you thought. Yes. And when you showed up, you didn't plan on them being that good. Yes. And then the second time you thought, well, there's no way they're going to be that good again. And then yeah. they did it again. Yeah. So, and sometimes, yeah. dude, you're just going to have bad games sometimes. Yeah. Or sometimes a bad stretch. Sometimes you're just going to have an off night. Uh, can I just, I, I'm, I'm glad I waited to do this because I wanted to spend less than a minute on it. Okay. One time, just I'm going to do, do a Kenny right now. One time. For nearly 39-year-old LeBron James. <laughs> little triple dub. No big deal. Dude, he's incredible. He's unbelievable. I just want to appreciate the fact that we're around for for one of the... I don't care where you want to rank him. He is one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Yeah, I like... Even though... He's like Just I, ridiculous. I don't love watching him destroy like the Sacramento Kings every time just because it's always like it's such super a... super annoying. It's he's such a downer for the team and everything. Yeah. But uh, like to be in the locker room when he won a championship mm-hmm. in Golden State, yeah, like that was that was crazy when he won the first Just championship in Cleveland. The NBA history that that that's that game seven is going to go down like as one of the great games in NBA history, and you got to be there. That's so yeah. Sick. I mean, we that's can so debate cool. like where he is like all time. I have him at number three. I won't. I will not be debating that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I have him at like number three. But either way. Like, to be able to watch, like, the third greatest player in my book of all time play basketball on a yeah. regular basis, that's that's pretty outstanding. Really, really cool. Yeah. And the fact that, um, you know, he goes for a triple-double last night with four steals on 15 shots, by the way. 28 points on 15 shots. It's right? crazy. Incredible player. All right. Um, not as incredible as the Kings, though. That's what we're getting into next. Uh, the Kings beat the Lakers pretty soundly. And we will continue discussing that. We'll also take a look around the NBA because apparently the Lakers have an answer and are going to catch the Kings by acquiring this player. We'll tell you who it is next on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? 
Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Now we've opened a can. There we were having this nice Kings-Lakers discussion. And then during the break, we got into top 10 all-time NBA players. Yeah. And this is just, I think, here's my, to me, and I don't I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. We have so much other stuff to get to. Okay. But for me... There's, I don't view it as a debate because to me that indicates that there's like a right answer or a criteria, a, a, a rubric that everybody is going by. And to me, it's more of a discussion because some people are going to value X, Y, and Z versus somebody who values A, B, and C yep. and their lists are going to look dramatically different. And I know that probably makes me a pansy for not being like, I'm going to die on this hill. But it's just such a, I find it so fascinating and I find it so interesting that I hate like arguing with people and being like, no, you're wrong. It's like, I just want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we can all have our opinion on who's in the top five, who's in the top 10, like your Mount Rushmore. Like, I I don't know. Like the Mount Rushmore thing is always intriguing. So, and I don't think. I'm going to do a Mount Rushmore with five guys on it. uh, Yeah. Like, I think my Mount Rushmore is probably more like three. Like I, I start there and then, you know. Just because, fluctuates based on how you're how you're feeling. Well, no, like the like I have a legitimate top three that I believe, and maybe even a fourth. Okay, like, I, magic to me like is is number four. Like I think the thing we are just robbed of him playing longer. The thing that gets overlooked with Magic is that he won a Finals MVP as a center, and then went as on like a rookie as a rookie, and then went on to be the best point guard of all time. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's where like the whole Steph Curry thing. It's like that's why I, I get Steph change the game, and he's the greatest shooter of all time. And it's basketball, and shooting is hella important. But it like Magic was just like different. Like Magic was a little bit different, and Magic honestly changed the league too. It, him oh, and him and Larry yeah. Bird. So I, I that that that's why I, if 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 and believe me, I have a lot of friends that do this. Just like oh, Steph's better than Magic. It's like. Okay, uh, like if that's okay, but it's because they didn't watch him, they didn't see it during sure, the, the sure. era, and they're biased. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm it, as biased as anybody, but come on, there's like recency bias, right? So a lot of Definitely. people like it's only what they've seen, so they're gonna stick with that. Like Oscar Robertson is an is a top ten player all time. Yeah, like I mean, his ability to put up triple doubles when they weren't even really a stat is mm-hmm. just remarkable. I'm just gonna keep agreeing with you that every player is top 10 that we bring up and i'm gonna have a list of 18 players who i have in my top 10 okay that's how i'm going to avoid arguing about this yeah this is like the (laughs) the thing that i always talk about like the way that i believe steph has changed the game right so pejo stoyakovich retired in the after the 2010 11 season right Mm -hmm. he was at 1760 three-point makes at that point he was peja okay he was third all time oh yeah, yeah yeah third all time which is why he's a Hall of Famer. Like, without any question, in my book, Pedro Stoyakovich is a, I mean, RIP Drazen Petrovic because we didn't get to see enough. 
Peja's the greatest European shooter of all time. Mm-hmm. And he he was great. I mean, he, he did a lot of good things in the league. Anyway, um, Peja is now t- number 26. Wesley Matthews has more made threes than Peja. Okay. Buddy Heald. Lewis? Buddy Heald is 27th. He's he's the next person behind Peja. He's 23 threes behind Peja. He's going to do that, like, this month. Yeah. I mean, you have to remember, Buddy Heald, like, he came in the league in 2016. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about eight years of Buddy Heald. That's that's how uh, Steph changed the game. Like, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, it, it has something to do with George Carl and the, the gerbil drive motion offense. And there's a lot to it. But, like, the, the corner three being valued, analytics uh, changing the game and having the corner three be such a dramatic piece. Even... You know, Don Nelson's, uh, like, I believe it was Don Nelson, who had the the crazy uh, Mavs team in the in the early 2000s that shot just a bajillion threes. Like, George McLeod yeah. had, like, a ton of threes. Like, before it was popular. Can I... Uh, go, go ahead. Can I on Peja real quick? Yeah. His career high was 6.8 threes per game. Yeah. How many players are shooting 6.8 threes or more this season per game? Probably 60. That's 30. 30? Yeah. Okay. But if you want to, it's 60 is, uh, there are 60 players shooting five and a half or more. Yeah. Which is, uh, let me get back to Peja here. That's probably something like Peja's career average. Yeah. It's probably roughly five and a half or six. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, it's. But it's like Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney Smith, um, Zach Levine, Tyler Hero. There will come a point this season. Bogdan Bogdanovich is shooting 8.33s a game. That's wild. There will come a point this season where Reggie Miller, who is the all-time three-point leader, Steph Curry will pass him by 1,000 threes <laughs> this season. <laughs> Reggie Miller's all-time leader in three-point shots just a couple of years ago, he will be down by 1,000. Man. Ray Allen, is down. who's second, is down 500 Steph is is five hundred ahead of Ray Allen. It's just wild. Good lord, yeah, that's so nuts. We got sidetracked, Kyle. Yeah, boy, did we? That's exactly what I didn't want to happen. But what that's happened? such a fun discussion. So we got, we got sidetracked. I, I have bad news for the Kings. Their run against the Lakers is over, James. <laughs> it's all over. It's all over. And the Lakers answer for well everything including the Sacramento Kings, how the Lakers are going to get back to the NBA Finals, to the pinnacle of an NBA season. They're going to raise their umpteenth Larry O'Brien trophy by acquiring one player. Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Come on, dude. This is exactly what we talked about the other day with Zach Levine. Fine player, terrific player, and you feel really good watching him score 50 points. And I I think he has a game where he has 14 made threes. Maybe uh, he's yeah. he's like there's oh when he's what, on he's a like heater guy, he's on he's, a heater right he's really good yeah no no that's not gonna help with the pieces they would have to give up you're bringing in Zach Levine for what for who what does that help it helps their three point shooting a little bit okay but you're gonna turn Zach Levine into go stand in the corner guy go catch go catch passes from LeBron and shoot him. It's wild to me. Like, I, I was watching this morning, and that's what Jay Williams said on one of the shows this morning. Uh, Probably get up. Yeah, it's possible it was get up. Uh, is Zach Levine is the answer 
for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I thought to myself, how many guys do you need to pair with LeBron James who literally are not winners? For, for, first of all, the, Allen Iverson is the answer. But second of yes. all, it, it, you're right. It All all we heard all offseason, uh, uh, on this show, Howard Beck, what was that, Tuesday? Yeah. We had Howard Beck on? He said, the Lakers, they got better this offseason. And they were. That's all. That's all we heard. Oh, Rui Hachimura is gonna is gonna take that leap, and and oh, Jackson Hayes, and uh, what's his name, Christian Wood, and uh, uh, who? Uh, what's his name? Um, Torian Prince. Torian Prince. Thank you. Yeah. Like oh, he's a knocked. All right, Austin Reeves. <sighs> wow. Hey, you want to go in on Austin Reeves? I don't think I need to. I think he goes think in on himself. <laughs> like I just think like. <laughs> You go ahead and you tell me. Everyone watched the game last night. Everyone watched it nationally. It was on ESPN. Who's the better player, Austin Reeves or Kevin Herter? Dude, that's what somebody goes. Somebody was like, Keegan Murray greater than sign Austin Reeves. Like, yeah, now we've been there. Like, we're we're there already. Oh yeah. How many? <laughs> Kevin Herter is six months younger than Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves a net zero last night. But he did have a bunch of other Nine stats. Nine points, 11 boards, eight assists. Okay, you love to see him affecting the game that way. Four of 10, 0 of 5 from three in 33 minutes off the bench for your Lakers of Los Angeles. Uh, Team USA's Austin Reeves. Right, fourth place finisher, shooting 34% from three for the season, 44.3% from the field. He's at 13.6 points, uh, five boards, five assists. Team USA's Austin Reeves. A fine player, a fine player. Not a LeBron's next superstar team. Yeah. Wild. Who would have thunk? All right. Here. Present. Oh, you did? Oh, I, okay. I did. Cool. You were the... <laughs> Present. I'm guessing you and everybody in Sacramento listening to this was 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 on that train. They sniffed that, sniffed that one out. The third best player on the championship that Aust- Lakers That Austin team. Reeves wasn't going to be an all-NBA guy. Just saying. Wow! Perfectly wild. good player, really good, fine player off the yeah. bench. You love, you love what I say nine, eleven, and eight off the bench. Yeah, really like, good, dude, for sure. But next superstar, come on, wild, right. good, bad, and ugly from last night's Kings game. That's what we'll talk about next. I think I know where Austin Reeves is going to go. Uh, we're the insider sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN thirteen twenty Sacramento Sports Leader. Hey. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Hey, the Insiders gone international. We've gone international. Shout out to Robert Martin, listening all the way in Winnipeg, Canada. My man. Go Jets, am I right? What's that all about? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think the title of today's episode is going to be I Gaslight My Cats. That's something that was said at the break. Don't worry. Kyle about gaslights it. his cats. If you want to know Knicks. more, if you want to know more <laughs> about gaslighting cats, you can watch on YouTube at youtube.com slash ESPN1320. If you are watching there, uh, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Make sure to subscribe. That helps us. That helps out Delo and KC who are coming up here at noon. We would appreciate it. They would appreciate it. And our bosses would appreciate it. That's right. Also, speaking of being at ESPN1320, go to ESPN1320.com. If you missed this earlier, our keyword for the Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game, which we have after every single Kings game, and we give you a code word. And with that code word, you can enter to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. 
The code word today is DOMAS. Easy choice. DOMAS. D-O-M-A-S. You go to ESPN1320.com. Where's your whiteboard today? You're supposed oh, to write these dude, things on the my whiteboard. bad. Okay, hang on. We put them in the corner. Yeah, go to. you tell the people where to go, and I'm going to write this down. Uh, go to ESPN1320.com, and sitting right on the front page is a giant Jiffy Lube uh, logo. Just click on that. Go enter the contest. Every single game, we give away a $100 gift certificate the next morning. Um, you know, go get your oil change. Like this is, we're, we're not trying to rope you into something here. We're trying to give you stuff. The password is Domas, D-O-M-A-S. We're literally just trying to give you things. We are just trying to give you things. We're That's give, all. giving 82 things. There's 82 of these. Yeah. We got to give them away. So please take them. Yes. That's up to you. ESPN1320.com. Jiffy Lube page. Enter that code Domas. Somehow the chat is nothing but about cats at this point. Yeah, duh. And if you're like, in the chat, it, you know, if you... If you uh, if you like cats, hit the thumbs up button. If you yeah. don't like cats, hit the thumbs up button. If you go to, what is it? YouTube.com backslash ESPN1320. You nailed it. What? My if, man. If you're there, uh, make sure to give us a, a thumbs up. Please. Yeah. We got a lot of people up in here. All right. The duality of man is represented through cats. We have 916 <laughs> says cats are amazing. And then we have the serial connection. Cats are evil. The next, the next the, Back response. to back. I'm a dog person. Like I'm, we I have just, three. Dude, I just rock with animals. I'm not anti-dog. I'm not anti-cat. I sent you that picture last night of my pug, right? Yep, just doing his business. That literally like was live. Like he, he literally like walked over. So I don't know if anyone, a pug, pugs do a dance when they go to the bathroom. It's really funny. They literally like, they bob back and forth. They like to have something in their face, like something that either is touching them or really close. So a lot of times he'll go all the way up to a tree and he'll dance and then he'll do his business. He decided to do his business on the sign that says, please pick up your your dog, whatever, droppings. Mm. Like precious little guy. He's just being spiteful. I think he can read. I now think my pug can read. What? <laughs> okay, we got to talk about basketball. I want to explore your reading pug, though. Uh, good, bad, and ugly from the Sacramento Kings drubbing of the Los Angeles Lakers. 125 to 110 was the final down there at crypto.staples.arena. Um, what was some of the good for you, James? Well, first of all, Kevin Herter keeps rolling. There, there was a heat check that Kevin did at one point. Did you see that? Like, he did a heat check, and they all laughed about it. Mm -hmm. He came over to the sidelines, and for one of the first times, like, Kevin had, like, the full-on, like, red uh, ginger face. Like, Oh. He did. Like, any, like if you're a ginger, you get embarrassed, your, your face usually turns red. Mm -hmm. That was, like, the first time I'd seen him, like... It was like a sheepish grin on his face after he took a ridiculous three-point attempt. And everyone there is like laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Like, it's okay, man. You're six of ten going into that shot. You hit, you're yeah. okay to take a wild one. We don't care at this point. Yeah. You're single-handedly torching the Los Angeles Lakers, and we're here for it. Dude, a heat check is, as long as it's a well-founded heat check, is, I think, good for the soul. I think Everybody wants you to take it. Yeah. Because the risk-reward is... Okay, look, you're scorching hot. You come across the timeline, you're like, I'm pulling up from the logo yep. early in the shot clock. You're up 25 or whatever it was. You're up a bunch. You pull that shot if you make it, it's game. 
it's a ball game. If you drill a heat check like that, it's just it's over. Yeah. If you miss, everybody goes ah dang. But hey, great right, good great game. I'd even say the other team is all in on the heat check because it's yeah. built in. It's two things. Number one, if you miss, they're like, okay, yeah, we got the ball. We're going the other way. Mm-hmm. If you do hit it, you get into the post game. They're like, man, did you see Herter? Like he was on one. Like when a guy gets mm-hmm. hot like that, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Like they have their built-in excuse. Oh, that's just you know, yeah, like every once in a while you run up against a buzzsaw. Guy made shots. Just happens to be red velvet. <laughs> he tonight, but red velvet was a buzzsaw. All right, I, I I did this math last night, not on the fly, so I made sure I nailed it. Okay. Kevin Herter in Sacramento's first five games, five of twenty-five from three. Yep. That is twenty percent, James. Twenty. Twenty. Not awesome. And also, just twenty-five attempts in five games is not going to cut it. That's just not enough. Well, yeah, but you didn't want him to keep shooting when he wasn't hitting anything. All right, go ahead. I'm I'm here to shoot your way out of it. Okay. Honestly. I want to see more attempts. No, I'm joking. Anyways, in their last five games, 23 of 47. 48.9%. Yeah, that's right around 50. Yeah, and you real, he's already shooting 38.9% from three yeah. on the season. There he is. After he's shooting back. 20% for the first five games. He's almost made in the last five games as many as he attempted in the first five games. Oh, that's wild. It's <laughs> a great stat. He's up to 14 points a game. He's now the fourth leading scorer. He's moved ahead of Malik Monk. Uh, the third leading scorer on Sacramento Kings, of course, is Keegan Murray. Um, well, we got to keep going. The good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, please. Uh, Sabonis, Sabonis dominates AD. I mean, 8-0 in his career against AD. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close, Kyle. It was like you yeah. had one player that was way up here and mm-hmm. one player who... Literally, like I don't. He did not look like a very good player at all, which is shocking because AD is incredible. He's a, 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 a remarkable player, and a player who, frankly, should not get owned like that by an opposing center. But yeah, that's what happened last night. That had all the makings of an Anthony Davis falls down at some point and limps to the locker room and doesn't come back game. Yeah, and he. I mean, he he didn't, but he just he stunk, man. Oh yeah, he wasn't good at all. Um, let's go to number uh, three. Uh, Fox Fox wants that superstar status. Do you see that? He's like got all, it, man. All of a sudden, you're like, that dude. He's pretty sure he's going to be a superstar. Look, like he wants to be a superstar. It, to me, you can be a star without going I, nationally. Locally, you can become a star pretty quick. Yeah. Nationally, to become a star, to me, it's it's you know you make an all star team. Uh, your team's pretty good, but. You're the best player on a team that's like fighting for a playoff spot. You can be a star that way. Mm-hmm. ESPN puts your picture on the promotion of the national broadcast. You're a star now. To be a superstar, for 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 me, my criteria is you have to go to the postseason and do it. You have to take what you did in the regular season and go do it in the postseason. Okay. And De'Aaron last year, on more nights than one, was not only the player he was last regular season, which is very good, an all-star third team All-NBA, he got better. Against a really good opponent, against the defending champs, and on more nights than one, he was the best player on the court. And you can make an argument that his injury was what swung that series. Of course. And to me, that is a superstar. He was an excellent regular season player, All-NBA, top 15, and then went and was the best or second best player on a nightly basis in a playoff series. Like, that's that's it. Okay. He He meets the criteria. Like, he's right there. To me, he's there. Okay, so... I don't know. Like that seems like a discussion, a much larger discussion for another day, where we actually go through the other "quote unquote" superstars in the league. 
but I certainly think he's ascended to uh, where John Morant was, where Donovan Mitchell is expected, and maybe ahead of both of those guys, like in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things, but like to that level where I don't think he was at before last season. If De'Aaron Fox had his season last year, everything goes exactly the same. Same amount of wins, all the fourth quarter stuff, same playoff outcome. If he did that for the Knicks, he would be... Yes. Okay. That's a good point. They wouldn't shut up about him. That's a good point. You would hate De'Aaron Fox because you'd be like, oh my God, get this guy off my TV. Yeah. Like, oh my, get up is, they lost by 15 last night. Why is get up talking about the Knicks? And it would be because of De'Aaron Fox. So that's, that's for me what it is. Like, I'm not, I, Sacramento has made their one playoff run. I'm expecting another one this year. And then the year after that and the year after that. And at that point, I think you'll see the national, the notoriety start to step up. But I think just when you look in a vacuum at what De'Aaron Fox has done over the last, I, I mean, frankly, th- th- two plus seasons now. Yeah. It, th- he's just ascending toward that direction. And if if the Kings were a bigger deal nationally, I think he'd be there. Yeah, I even think uh, him joining Clutch, him pairing with Steph Curry with the Under Armour deal, like all of these things he's, are, are going to put him on the map further. Sass asked if Fox getting his own signature shoe line. He is, right? I There's believe he be is like getting his own in, 2000, shoe. Uh, in 2024. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. We'll get to some. We, oh, you got a couple more good things in here. We'll get to more good. And then we actually found some bad and ugly from, yeah. from a 15 point win at arena.staples.crypto.com. Arena. Um, we'll get into the rest of that good and uh, some of the bad and ugly. And then we'll take a little bit of a look at uh, Thursday Night Football. Fun game tonight. Bengals-Ravens. We'll dive into that as well. That's all coming up on The Insider, sponsored by Jeff Lube on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. 
We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Wrapping it up. And final segment before we hand it over to D'Lo and Casey. D'Lo and Casey rocking it from noon to four. Right here on ESPN 1320. Appreciate everybody watching on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're watching. If you're on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. There's a little notification bell you can hit. So every time we go live, which we do every day, 10 a.m. You can get an alert, and then you can watch us, and you can hang out with us all day. Me and James, 10 to noon, D'Lo and Casey, noon to 4, on Sacramento Sports Leader. If you're listening terrestrially, uh, that's in the car or whatever. We appreciate that as well. And uh, if you're in the car and you're like, man, I really like this show, or man, I got to get out, and D'Lo and KC are coming on, download that free Odyssey app. Search ESPN 1320, and you can listen on the free Odyssey app. Don't miss a second of it. That's where you can follow all of the content. You're on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. That was a lot, Kyle. Yeah. A lot of promotion. I got one more promotion to do. Oh. Do you want to talk about a couple more good things from the Kings game while I grab this? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, so let's finish up the good. The good, um, JaVale McGee, I thought, played well. Uh, like, really, I, I thought he brought energy. He had two crazy breakaway dunks where, you know, he takes off almost from the free throw line, which is like a step for him, which is crazy. I thought he was good. So 7.6 rebounds in less than nine minutes. Um, I thought Harrison Barnes had a bounce back game. Very good. Uh, he went from a, a player who I, I think is, like in a lot of people's eyes, is kind of coasting a little bit uh, to a player who I thought was in a battle the entire night, whether it was AD, whether it was LeBron, whoever he was defending. It felt like he ramped up. Yeah, th- there was that play where he stole the ball um, from... It, like a an entry pass down mm-hmm. to to AD where it almost looked like HB did a cartwheel, like like but the bad cartwheel that you and I would do right now if we tried to do a cartwheel that's what it looked like it was like oh he almost did a cartwheel but it was because he was fighting and I I just yeah. thought like really really good strong performance uh, he only took ten shots but five of ten from the field um, yeah uh, he needs to rebound better but you didn't you didn't forget that Harrison Barnes played last night no. And that's the key. The rebounds would bet would more than one be ideal, like a hundred percent. Yeah. But rebounds has just kind of been the stat that you and I have pointed out, like, dude, go get but it's just a matter of being present and affecting the game. And he did last night. Yeah. Well that and you know, there wasn't a lot of rebounds to go around, but the Kings out rebounded the Lakers fifty to forty seven. Mm-hmm. So it's usually a much more it's a glaring stat when yeah when you don't have any and your yeah. team gets beat. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you get beat on the glass. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Harrison Barnes uh, rocked out defensively last night, and you can rock out this holiday season with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra as they bring back the Ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO, and more at the Golden One Center December 1st for two incredible shows. Not one, two. Enter online at ESPN1320.com, and you could win a four-pack of tickets to the show. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster. All right, let's get to some of the bad. Okay. You know what's not bad? 
Trans-Siberian Orchestra, as they bring back... I'm joking. I just want to do another fake segue. I loved your segue. The first Thanks, segue man. was great. Um, I'm going to do one more good. Uh, the Kings have not been a good fast-break team on the season. Mm-hmm. 21 fast-break points last night. Uh, it was part of a bigger conversation about steals. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, of course, the Kings had 20 steals, and they forced the Lakers into 23 turnovers. Jeez. And then all the deflections on top of that. Like, there were a ton of deflections. Uh, Keegan Murray won the 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 player the defensive player of the game, mm-hmm. and he would have won the defensive player of the game. Uh, so we're going to get into the bad here. Uh, he would have won the defensive player of the game the previous game, but that was, of course, Mike Brown's 400th win of his career, uh, regular season win. Um, so Keegan Murray, like he was a little bit off as a shooter and like, there were a couple of moments where Keegan Murray could have ended the game. Mm. Like they had back to back three point attempts where he had no one in front of him. He was squared up. There was no, yeah. uh, floating or drifting. It was just straight up it's a practice and theory. he just, you know, brick two in a row. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, every once in a while you're going to have those nights. I, I, the one bad was he took a huge shot like to the gut. And I don't know if it knocked the wind out of him or uh, like, but I'm going to guess he has a a huge bruise on his stomach today. Like uh, Jackson Hayes just flat out ran him over. And Mm. Keegan Murray's the player who does take charges quite often. He's, he will stand in and take, uh, you know, get run over for the team. Um, He did not get the foul call on that one, which I thought was ridiculous and probably should have been tested. Uh, But uh, that's one of the bads. Let's see, what else do we have in the bad category? Uh, the bench score, just 18 points. Man, Mike Brown was like, I'm messing around. I think Mike Brown, because of the way things ended with the Lakers, he it has... sticks it to him a little bit? Yeah, he likes to stick it to the Lakers. I, I think he does. Uh, so Harrison How's... Barnes, 38 minutes and 45 seconds. 38 minutes, 49 seconds for Domas. 37 minutes, 35 seconds for Herter. 38 minutes, 20 seconds for De'Aaron Fox. Keegan Murray would have had the same number. He had finished with 30-47, mm-hmm. uh, but he also missed a huge part of the early fourth quarter and, uh, and late third, early fourth quarter while he was in the locker room. I honestly love this, though. Like, go bury them. Yeah. That's a team on the back end of a back-to-back. You're not. They're old. You're not. You mentioned pace before the game yesterday. Run them off the floor. 105.9 pace. They haven't hit that number in God knows how long. Well, maybe all season. Maybe the first three games where they had a hundred and four point like oh five pace. Sure. Uh, combined, there might have been one game in there. Maybe the Utah game, the first game of the season. But that's nuts. The one oh five. Yeah, and part of that is because and and shout out to Will Z of WillZStats.com. He posted in the in the chat twenty four deflections last night. Twenty four deflections, twenty steals, and running out of off those steals. That's how you get those possessions. And crank your pace up. Yeah. So yep. good on good on the Kings last night. But yeah, I, I think that like what the rotation we saw last night was I think just a matter of Mike Brown being like not letting these dudes get back into it. No, totally. I, I feel that way too. And as soon as you know, JaVale McGee has his good moments, but he also has his rough mode. He he ran a negative seven. Uh Sasha ran a negative six, negative six for Monk. Mm-hmm. I don't like to focus on plus minus all the time. Um, but you know, when Domas is out there running a plus 20 and Kevin Hurd is a plus 21, you're going to go back to those guys pretty quickly. Right. So I, yeah. I thought it was a little strange, but when you looked at, they've got the Spurs coming up on Friday, they have a travel day. Um, they might not be able to practice tomorrow. 
Um, maybe it's one of, uh, today. Uh, it might just be one of those days where you're like, hey, let's just put it all out there. Let's beat a division rival. Mm-hmm. Let's beat a team that's going to be competing for us for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Let's have a four-game winning streak and, and and like have that be the way that we're starting our six-game road trip. So now they've got five more games right. on the road trip, but I, I think it's a good thing. Um, Me too. Yeah, we lost Kyle there for a second on we the stream. We did? You came back. Oh, thank God. You're back. We had a, a weird Kyle disappear moment. That was odd. Uh, yeah, that's totally odd. I don't so, love that. Uh, outside of that, uh, I, I thought Mike Brown had a short leash with his players, um, the ugly. Uh, I thought for one of the first times this season, Malik Monk had an ugly game. Can we pause real quick? Yeah. You wrote in the rundown. You did a terrific job on this rundown, by the way. You wrote in the rundown for this. Oh, yeah. What the monk? <laughs> and that needs to be acknowledged. That's very, very good. What in the monk? I love yeah. that. I, that's you like that? I really, really do. That's yeah. Terrific work by you. I just thought. I, I just thought he was. He had an odd night. Um, and I know there's something about him playing the Lakers. There's a big brother, a little brother thing there with LeBron. Um, he played there the year before he came to Sacramento, but uh, he finishes with three points, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, he had a steal. He also had three turnovers. Um, the turnovers were egregious. The one of eight shooting and the one of five from three were a little off. And this is one of those things where we talk about how good Monk is, but he's also up and down. All like like his like yeah. He looks more like a cardiology, like the little tape that comes out of like the heart meter, the EKJ and reader. Honestly, this is why he's best in this role. Yeah, because if you're gonna have your uh, ostensibly your your point guard going uh, one of eight from the field and one of five from three with three points five boards and five assists you can withstand that in 20 minutes off the bench yeah if that's your starter doing that across 38 minutes now you have a problem yeah totally and and i also think that like there's some questions like is malik monk a like a 30 a 38 minute a game guy like during the playoffs sure maybe he is Mm-hmm. But you want to reserve that. He Monk is a hooper. Yes. Right? He's yes. not a workout warrior. He's a hooper. Correct. Right? And and I think like on this team, you have some workout warriors for sure. Mm-hmm. And you have some workout warriors who are also hoopers. Mm-hmm. But like I always watch like as as you're covering a team, you see the guys that you know are just like they're in the weight room all the time and that's who they are, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're a great basketball player. Sure. Then you have the guys who are not in the weight room, and you can tell they're not in the weight room a bunch, and uh, but they are in the gym all the time. They're the dudes that are there play. shooting four hundred shots uh, at, at three o'clock in the morning. You know, waking some some poor dude up who has yep. to go and and catch catch your misses and and feed you. Right? Um, that's Malik Monk. He's he's a hooper more mm-hmm. than he is like a workout warrior, and. So over a long season, I think that that sometimes that shows. Um, hmm, that's kind of interesting. I'd never thought about that. Yeah. Plus, guys, the hoopers, um, when they get hurt, it's usually a little bit longer injury. So because they're not hmm. um, like I bring up Marcus Thornton with the Kings. Marcus Thornton got kneed in the thigh one time. Hooper, and had it. by the way. Yeah. What's that? Hooper. Hooper. Marcus yeah. Thornton. Yeah. Uh, uh, little buckets. <laughs> uh, that's uh, of course Marcus Horton's nickname. Obviously, but he got kneed in the thigh, and he was out for twenty games. <sighs> like De'Aaron Fox got kneed in the thigh last year, deep, uh, he had deep thigh bruise. Mm-hmm. Um, it lasted. He didn't miss the next game. 
And that's because one of those guys is doing squats all the time and doing deadlifts and, mm-hmm. and you know, building muscle mass and the other one's out shooting hoops. Yeah. And that's okay. Like you need both of those types of players. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um, Oh, the ugly. Yeah. The, the second ugly. Yeah. Uh, a DMP CD for the second straight night for Davion Mitchell. I like the direction that's going for our guy Davion. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like, I feel like there's always a moment for a breakthrough for a player. But when Philip Petrushev and Jalen Slauson and Kessler Edwards, I don't remember Jalen Slauson getting in the game. I don't Those remember. 11 seconds were. I don't remember any of these guys actually kidding. I didn't even know Jalen Slauson was with the team. I got to be honest. Uh, but, you know, that's a problem. They they all play 11 seconds, and Davion got a DMP CD again. Uh, and then I would also say, like, another ugly, um, you know, like, not to beat up on the guy again and again, but uh, Chris Duarte needs to needs to figure some things out, you know, and show and show how he fits with this team. Um, he played four minutes, 29 seconds. He had one personal foul in that four four minutes and 29 seconds. So, like, again, per 36, we're talking about eight personal fouls per game. Like, it, there just has to be a moment where he, he has to settle down. Yeah, figure it out, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, he, like, you know he can do it. He was a really good player in his rookie season. Yeah. Like, you, you, you know he's capable of it, and he just doesn't. I would like to see, I know this sounds crazy, Kyle, but I brought this up yesterday with D'Lo and Casey, I believe. I would like to see him go to the G League for for hmm. three games to just run and have a good time and find his rhythm and find sort of his pace and hmm. and let him kind of break loose there and then come back up. And, and this isn't because I think he's a G League player. It's because I think he he needs some burn. Right. Yeah. That's what it feels like. This guy needs to get out there and play basketball for a couple of games where he's just like playing 35 minutes a game and running up and down the court and having some success, but being able to play through some of his, mm-hmm. his issues. Um, and he needs to learn how to stay on the court for 30 plus minutes uh, without fouling out. And this and, isn't this isn't like, oh, he's just he's a heavy foul player. He'd be very physical and he's going to commit a lot of fouls. Uh, Jaron Jackson comes to mind. Jaron Jackson commits a lot of fouls, mm-hmm. but you know a lot of good comes with it. Per thirty six, his first two years, two point two and two point six fouls per thirty six. This year, seven point nine. Yeah, he's just running around like he looks like a rookie. That's yeah, what he does, like a rookie who who can't get this the pace of the game. He's thinking too much. Yeah, that's that's okay though, like because you can fix that. Especially if you look at his track record, and that's not who he was. You can yeah. fix what's going on right now. Go get him some burn, however you can, hmm. and and maybe that's you, you punish a team. Maybe you get in a you blow out a team, and Chris Duarte gets to play the whole fourth quarter, and or you know you lose bad to a team, and he gets to play the whole fourth quarter. Yeah, maybe that's what you need is like for him to just be on the court. Yeah, yeah, he's got to play on some level. G League, G League Duarte. Is what you're here for? Yeah, I, like I, it's not a punishment. No, like, I get like, no, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, like go the get Kings him. The Kings aren't in a spot where they're like, yeah, hey, we're gonna win 25 games. Go run around and figure your life out. Well, this is what on the, the court. This uh, is what the G League should be about. Fine, Kyle. personally, the G League should be about this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got a guy who's coming off, let's say Trey Lyles next week. Mm-hmm. If, if Trey Lyles, he he did get cleared yesterday to right. resume basketball uh, like related activities. Mm-hmm. He, he'll be. 
he'll have to go through a, maybe a handful of practices to get back on the court. Yeah. But there could come back. a point where, hey, why don't you send him on a, like what they do in Major League Baseball, send him on assignment, go get him 15, 20 minutes a game, but where you can monitor, like, hey, I want you out there for five minutes, and then I want him, I don't want him going any more than five-minute spurts. Uh, we're going to do game one. We're going to do a five-minute spurt in the first half, and the five minutes we're going to start him so he gets warmed up. We're going to start him in the second yeah. half, and so he gets warmed turn, up. Turn the G League into a true minor league. Yeah, like use it the right way, yeah. and and I think that uh, that you could actually get somewhere with it. Is that something that the, that is like within the rules? You can just use the G League for rehab assignments? Yeah, yeah. Like Trey Lyles can go to the G League. Uh, well, okay. I believe, yeah, because didn't Serge Ibaka gets into the G League? Um, last year, the year before, um, I think so. Yeah, because he played against uh, Weissman and got like mm. he got killed by Weiss. Uh, Weissman killed him. Uh, no, no, no. He killed Weissman. Like in, in shocking. Game. Yeah. So um, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, uh, but that's something that I think that teams should be able to use more of, um, and not just not worry about winning a G League championship. Uh, sometimes you need the that team to to take one you know, take one for the franchise and get a player on the court and let him work his way back in shape. And that, I mean, it just would make sense to me. But who am I? You're James Ham, well, And I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the insider sponsored by Jiffy Lube. Yep, there it is. That's one. Thank you. That was brilliant. Thanks. Yeah. Elsewhere around the league last night. Yep. Oh, do, do we didn't talk about Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah, we missed that. You <laughs> nailed it. Nice work, man. Yeah, the feeling that was going to... No, you get applause for this. And right. people kept trying to give us credit. They're like, why you guys called it? Like, did we? Did we? <laughs> you said five, and I was like, okay, yeah, I like that number. <laughs> I said five because, like, look, that's what I thought he would get. Like, I, I'm not usually way off on these things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even the- It's almost uh, like you've covered the league for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Even, like, the John Morant, I kept saying, yeah, I think he's going to get, like, 25 games. Mm-hmm. Like because they want to put the number high enough where he can't be eligible for all NBA and all that stuff, where he right. can't get super max money and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I this, think it sets up like a crazy. He'll come back. His first game back, I believe, is against the Sacramento Kings. Natty TV, national TV, in season tournament, group play final for all the marbles. The whole ball of wax. I, I don't 100% know how everything works and whether whether that could be like a determining game and who advances and who doesn't. It could. But the fact that that is a possibility that's on the table and it'll be Draymond Green coming back, it's national TV, it's at Golden One Center, you it's going to be fun. You know how it becomes relevant, Kyle, that you, you walk into San Antonio tomorrow and you you do exactly what you've done the last three games Mm -hmm. to the San Antonio Spurs. Mm -hmm. You run them over and they're not as good as the teams you just played. You need to get some point differential. You need to get some separation. If you're two and O with, they're already a plus seven. If you're two and O with a plus 25, like all of a sudden you're, you're in it. You're in the driver's seat. You're in the driver's seat. I got to do some quick math here to figure out when our out time is. Oh, okay. That's what I'm doing right now. Three, four, four, five. Okay, we're good. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So Draymond Green five game suspension. He will be back uh, against the Kings on November 28th. Man, the Suns looked really good last night. Yeah, Devin Booker showed up for his third game of the season, right? I was kind of ready to punt on them. 
and just be like, oh, this just isn't. And, and I'm still not like, oh, I'm super sold on the on the Brad Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant thing. But last night kind of showed they put up 133 on Minnesota. That's a good Minnesota team, a good Minnesota defense. Yep. Minnesota was eight and two going into that game. The Suns beat them 133 to 115. And it wasn't even that close. The the Minnesota won the fourth quarter by 10 mm. and still lost by 18 points. But <laughs> Kevin Durant goes for 31 points on 15 shots. He went 11 of 15 oh. and scored 31. He's still really good. He's a very good player. I'd also point out Minnesota was playing on the second night of a back-to-back and a very emotional back-to-back with the Draymond Green situation. Mm-hmm. So, so there was some... Like a little bit of, you know, maybe a team is, is off, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, either way, like, um, I, I think that they're an up-and-coming team, Minnesota. Uh, they did come into that game as the number one defense and then gave mm-hmm. up 133. So, yeah. The other, the other thing, I'm going to give you credit on one more thing for being right before we get out of here. I was a little bit like, eh, on Tyrese Maxey before this year. Oh yeah, you were in. You're like Tyrese can play. He, I took him way early in a fantasy basketball draft. They got, and I think people were like, you know, snickering. They got smacked around a little bit by the Celtics last night, one seventeen, one oh seven. Yeah, but dude, Tyrese Maxey can hoop. He's a baller. My man can play. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, talk about a dude. Uh, he's averaging on the season fantasy basketball forty nine point one. Is that a lot? Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't... That's a lot. Yeah, okay. that's a lot. So I don't know. Put it in perspective. Aaron Gordon's at thirty three. Jalen Brown is at thirty three. Wow. He's averaging forty nine. AD is at fifty four because you know how that guy stuffs the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's at fifty four a game. Uh, Tyrese Maxey forty nine point one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Impressive. Um. All right. Thursday night football tonight kicks off week eleven of the NFL season. Bengals, Ravens. Mm. I don't want to say this is a this is not loser leaves town, but it kind of feels like the loser of this game falls back a ways in whatever power rankings or NFL hierarchy you're looking at. I think the Bengals need to win this, and if not, they they kind of crash a little bit. I, Man, I think... if, the, if the Ravens go lose to the Bengals and Browns in back to back weeks, though. Oh, that's true. That's a tough look. Conference man. games, right? Yeah, d- division games. Uh, yeah, division games. Now all of a sudden you're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers and going, "Oh, oh. don't no, <laughs> no, we're not." There's the Steelers six out of my, three. Look, bro. I know. I, I feel the exact same way about the Steelers as I did about the Vikings last year. All right. The Vikings were fraudulent. The Steelers are fraudulent. Get the Steelers. Out. I love Mike Tomlin. He's the one of the best coaches in the NFL, if not the best coach in the NFL. Yeah, he's good, but. Get out of here with Kenny Pickett. That's right. That's right. Kenny Pickett's not going to the playoffs. Or Kenny Pickett might go to the playoffs. Kenny Pickett's not winning the playoff game. Get All that right. out. Get that. Is Casey no hat today? Oh. No hat, Casey. Oh, and, I think we're going to have Drake bars. Oh, and we got Drake bars. Drake bars coming up. D'Lo and Casey, they're next right here on ESPN 1320. Sacramento Sports Leader for James Hamm. I'm Kyle Madsen. We've been the Insider. See you tomorrow. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.